Hello, this is Matt Griffin, and you're listening to the Sound Architect podcast. You are indeed, and I am Sam Hughes. Thanks for listening today, and I am joined by the wonderful Matt Griffin, who's working on Unbox at the moment. Thanks for joining us, Matt. How are you? I'm very well, thanks. How are you? Jolly good, thank you. Really, really good. Glad that the lawnmowers are venturing away from my house. <laughs> yeah. So, before we begin on talking about, well, before we start talking about Unbox, let's talk about you and how you got into game audio. Tell us about your journey so far. Okay, well, um, I did my degree in music technology and popular music at Huddersfield University. Um, I did a short placement at TT Fusion and then um, just kind of worked on a lot of uh, kind of mods and indie games um, for about a year. And then nice. after a year of doing that, I got the call back from TT to come in and, um, and do a very, very short contract, which turned into a bit of a longer contract, but turned into a permanent <laughs> contract, Excellent. Uh, which I was very happy about. And then, um, when was it, about... June last year, I, uh, I left TC to come to Prospect Games and start work on Unbox. Fantastic. So just for the benefit of our listeners, what kind of games have you worked on so far? Um, lots of Lego ones. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. Really, really get your, your money's worth working at TT. That's uh, one of the good things. I mean, I was, I was there for about two and a half years, and suddenly I've got nine AAA games on my CV, which is crazy to think about. You know, some, some studios spend years and years on, the, on just the one. Yeah, they bring them out quite quick, don't they? Is it every six months-ish? Um, yeah, roughly. Roughly, I'd say, especially for the, because a lot of the handheld stuff gets made at uh, Wilmslow, which is the studio I was working at. And, uh, you know, they've got a very, very talented team there, and they just they just know how to push out a lot of high-quality AAA games. Yeah, nice one. So how did you first get involved with Unbox and with Prospect Games? Um, well, I've known um, Andrew RMD uh, since I was about five. And um, I think the first game-related thing both of us ever did was this, it was like a competition for Halo 2, and you make a... You make something. <laughs> we made a, a song that could potentially sound a bit like Halo, and we did it in my old college's recording studios using lots of nice, terrible-sounding VSTs. And um, <laughs> that was wow. That was about eleven years ago now. And then um, since then, I've just I've always really wanted to get into game audio, so I've kind of kept myself active, and eventually landed a job in it. And yeah, so I've known known Andy for a very long time, and uh, he somehow persuaded me to leave TT and, and come and do this. Yes, yeah, so you've been working on Unbox full time for how long? Uh, since last June, so yeah, about fifteen months. So, wow, so it's been quite a long process. Then, how did you begin? Where did you start? Like when you first came to the project, and you're like, okay, so we've got some cardboard boxes. Let's go from there. <laughs> That's exactly how I started. I grabbed a load of cardboard boxes and went into a Foley studio, and started throwing cardboard boxes at the ground, and uh, yeah. <laughs> seeing what that did. It sounded a lot like a cardboard box being thrown at the ground, which is, um, and we still use those sounds in the game today, actually. I think a lot of the character movement is based around that Foley session. Yeah, definitely. And for the, for the benefit of our listeners as well, that Unbox is a, a platformer where you play as a cardboard box. So if you want to elaborate on that a bit more, then that's. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it's a, a platformer adventure game where you play as, a, play as a cardboard box. It's all very physics oriented. And um, there's a big single player mode um, where you roll around different worlds doing challenges for other boxes uh, there's a story to it but i'm not gonna I'm not gonna give that away uh, yeah, yeah no spoilers <laughs> and <laughs> yeah it's crucial and um and then there's a there's a split screen multiplayer mode and i think that's that's what really drew me uh to the company just seeing that seeing the multiplayer mode and how much fun it was i was just really attracted to the project because you don't see too many of those anymore no no yeah it's quite a rare one yeah 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 it's all it's all online these days Awesome. So what other kind of sounds have you had to come up with? Obviously, you've got the cardboard boxes and the movement sounds of those, but there's, there's, there's quite a variety of sound effects in there, isn't there? Yeah. Well, one of, one of the big things was um, the unbox mechanic, which is kind of what the game's based around, which is where the box pops out of itself. So you kind of 
you're actually you're playing as six boxes each kind of like a russian doll each one inside the previous box and then you, you spring out of it and it kind of acts like a super jump and um I, I tried a lot of different stuff for that and i just i wanted some really kind of tight fitting like thunk sound yeah and how i ended up achieving that was taping a balloon to the end of a drain pipe and then pinging it and that that finally got me the sound that i was after so that, that's, that's awesome so in terms of like taping it what at the end of a pipe yeah i taped uh, yeah i got a balloon quite tight taped it around the end of a drain pipe and then pointed the other drain pipe at a microphone and then pulled the balloon back and pinged it awesome have you had any other kind of weird and wonderful sounds that you've clobbered together um that was a um yeah the other one uh for, for when the box is sliding on ice i read this tip online that if you get rock salt and paper and kind of close mic it and just kind of rub it gently then it's it's great for ice surface sounds and it definitely is it's really really great yeah wow okay so rock salt on a bit of paper yeah Excellent. rub it together close mic and it yeah it sounds really nice yeah, I love all these little sound design tidbits that we come up through different ways, you know. It's yeah. Really weird and wonderful things that come up. Yeah, I think uh, epicsound.com's got a really good guide of loads of really big names. Oh, cool. Nice one. We'll put a link at the bottom for that then. So you're also doing the music as well, aren't you? Yeah, I've, uh, I've written the entire soundtrack as well as doing all the sound design, which for a game this size, I wouldn't really recommend to anyone. I mean, it's been, <laughs> it's been, a, it's been a lot of fun, uh, but it's just an awful lot to look at. That's the tip of a very tired man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, no, I, I would recommend it because it's been, it's been absolutely brilliant. It's been great having all the creative control over absolutely everything. Um, and I've, I've learned an awful lot in the process. Uh, it's just, you know, we're getting towards the end of the project now and suddenly there's a... There's an awful lot to look at. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how do you kind of de delegate your time in a in a sensible manner? Because obviously you can't spend too much time on music, too much time on sound design. Do you, I mean, do you kind of schedule it throughout the week? Yeah, well, we, um, we've we switched to agile management in the last uh, six, seven months of the project, and that's been a, that's been a godsend, really. Um, okay, yeah. Then we've, we've properly scheduled it, and we've had to try and keep it 50-50, really, because, you know, you, you work on one thing for too long, and the other thing goes to hell. Uh, yeah. suddenly, you know, I spent too long composing and writing and uh, all of a sudden all the sounds are broken or uh, I spent too long on sounds and suddenly we're way behind on the music. So it's been a bit of a balancing act trying to try to keep myself active on both fronts. Yeah, and it's quite difficult to sometimes get into the creative flow in sound design in general, but it's even harder in music. How have you found switching and going, right, I have to do music now, regardless of how I feel? <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, that's that's been a bit tricky at times. It's been, I think I did... Um, 10 drafts for one of the worlds and by draft 10 i was i was getting to the end of my tether i was just thinking i can't, I can't do this this, this <laughs> isn't gonna work we're gonna have to hire someone in but we don't have any money what the hell are we gonna do um but yeah i, I got there in the end and um yeah it's um it's, it's not too bad we've got quite a creative office lots of ideas always flying around um so yeah the, the shift hasn't been too bad really okay cool and what kind of um what kind of office layout is there that you've got there at the moment i mean it's quite an open by the sounds of it quite an open office um, yeah, there's just a, it's a partition wall down the middle. I used to be in the other room, and then um, once I started, once I brought my studio monitors in and started mixing, I've moved into the other room, which I now call the audio suite, but no one, no one else is really calling it that. Um, but I've, <laughs> I've kind of got my own. It's nice to dream. <laughs> yeah. So did you start off on headphones mostly then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on headphones for the first six months or so of the project, uh, which was fine. Um, it didn't annoy anyone else, um, but now that they've just kind of had to put up with it. They've learned to live with it, I think. Everyone, everyone there just listens to music anyway, a lot of the time. Yeah, so they've always got their own headphones on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which suits everyone, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. So what system are you using? What, what kind of engine and what kind of uh, middleware? Um, we're using Unreal 4 and FMOD Studio. Um, 
I've never used any commercial tech before coming here and uh, it's been fantastic. I've absolutely uh, loved using F1. Just um, there's so, so much you can do with it. The limit is really like your imagination, really. I can't, there's been very, very few times in the project where I thought, oh, we should do that. And then it turns out we can't do it. A lot of the time it's, oh, we should do that. And then there's, there's always a way of doing it. And then um, the programmers I've been working with have been fantastic. I'm not going to say this too loud because they might hear me say it, but they have been absolutely <laughs> fantastic. Don't, don't let them get an ego, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So how much check. have you left up to the programmers in terms of audio implementation? Um, well, I've, I've needed quite a lot of help on some stuff. It's just um, because there's so much physics in there. It's a lot of yeah. like parameter setting. So uh, within the FMOD project, I'll have like, you know, um, mug hits the ground. Uh, or like, you know, every time a mug impacts on something. So I've got the F1 event set up and that's got a parameter from kind of light impacts to very heavy impacts. Yeah. And then um, the programmers have helped me work out a system where we take the mass and the velocity and we boil it down to one value. And that, that was a lot of tinkering getting that right. But then once once it worked, it's a fantastic system. Yeah, I can imagine it solves a lot of problems once you've got that nailed down. Yeah, Absolutely. I think, uh, well, this, this might just be me, but I think audio and programmers always work quite closely because, you, you, well, yeah, you need, you need the programmers to help you put the sound in the game. And a lot, a lot of the times it's not just as simple as stick a sound object there, stick a sound object there. It's, it's about the behavior of it and how it reacts to what the player is doing. So you want it to feed back as much as possible. And the more programmer support you get for that, the better, really. Yeah, of course. We've come a long way since it was just play sound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say was the most challenging part of the sound design side of things? Ooh. It was probably the physics objects that I've just mentioned, actually, just because there's so many of them. It's yeah, that just, sounds about right. Right from, you know, gathering the sounds to getting them all working to tweaking the values so they sound just right. You know, you'll have things that, like, you, you think you've got it just right, and then you come back to it a, a day later, and it's, it's resting on the floor and triggering 500 sounds a second, and <laughs> suddenly everything's gone horribly wrong. Um, so there's, there's been an awful lot of uh, kind of monotonous click this object does it have the right values yes click the next object does it have the right values but we've we've got there in the end and it's, it's really satisfying to see it all come together yeah i can imagine it, it took a lot of debugging with a lot of areas yeah yeah it really did and what about the music then what was the biggest challenge on that side um well the we, we kept it thematic to the level so i found like the the tropical kind of levels i used a lot of steel drum and the, the jungle levels i used a lot of marimba um but the the thing i struggled with the the most was the arctic levels oh, okay because you've got a very different palette of instruments there it's all kind of harps and flutes and things like that and it's nothing quite as percussive as um the marimba or the steel drum and it's a lot easier to create kind of fun music with that than it is with a harp and flutes and things like that yeah because yeah. i wanted to kind of keep it lively and fun like like the game is rather than just have something that suits the environment and doesn't take into account what the player's actually doing. Yeah, well, it must have been quite fun to play with loads of different styles. Yeah, it was, it was. Um, took a lot of messing around at, at the start, but then once, once you're comfortable with the styles, you, you really come up with your best stuff. Yeah, I mean, obviously with music, it's very subjective as well, so you've got to come up with something that, that kind of fits everyone in a way. Yeah, you know, I've, I've taken a lot of inspiration from the early 90s Rare games and, you know, games that, games that were in a similar vein, really. Yeah, I, I get the feeling you're a big Banjo Kazooie fan. I yeah, yeah I, think, I think we all are. I think that's that's part of where this game came from. Yeah, definitely. Another thing, uh, yeah, that was really challenging with the music. I kind of um, we've got NPC boxes that give you challenges, and I kind of toyed around with this idea about a year ago, where 
when you approach an NPC box, based on your distance from it, it will fade in another layer on top of the music. So it won't right, okay. switch the music. It will kind of add an extra drum track or something like that. And we kind of went, yeah, that's cool. And then suddenly I had to do it for every character in every world. So it's, it's like writing 45 extra tracks or something. Wow. So that suddenly got very out of hand. But it's, it's very cool. And it's just another one of those things you can do when you're using like advanced middleware like FMOD. Okay, nice one. Yeah, well, it sounds like it, it kind of uh, was a nice idea, and then the, the bigger it got, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just got deadly out of hand. Kind of, kind of like a, a lot of this game, really. Uh, but yeah, it just kept bigger and bigger and bigger, and then we kind of said that okay, that's it. This is all we're doing, and then we we gave ourselves enough time to finish it. Yeah. So how how big is it now? It's not a game that you think six or seven people have made. It's it's not a game that you would think six or seven people have made. It's it's very very big. Um, but we've we've given ourselves enough time to polish it, and we're we're really happy with the final product. I mean, the final build's going on tonight, and I'm able to do this. Whereas, you know, you can be on project, projects where at this stage you're just tearing your hair out and screaming a lot. But it's kind of it's it's very relaxed on here because we know we've nailed all the big bucks. Yeah, it sounds like you've timed it right. You know. Yeah. Which is a yeah. is a rarity in the games industry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. <laughs> Um, but yeah, speaking of um, of the characters and NPCs and stuff, you've you've not got dialogue, but there's the kind of babble and the you know yeah, there's this yeah there's this kind of babble system that um, that's that's again using uh, scatter sound modules in FMOD. So we kind of whittled it down to about eighteen or so syllables in a language that we're now calling Cardboardian, <laughs> um, and. They, it's got a bit of random pitch on there. It's got a bit of random timing. And you basically plug them all into the system. You put 18, 19 WAVs in there. And then the boxes just kind of talk. I mean, it took a lot of whittling down. Every now and again, you'd get a syllable which just stood out like a sore thumb every time it was triggered. Yeah. So it's a lot of removing those and whittling it down until stuff that just sounded kind of natural almost. But still fun and silly and wacky. And we didn't have to localize. <laughs> yeah. Or get voice actors. Fun. Well, yeah, I suppose that saves a lot of time as well. Yeah, money. Yeah, money. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so you say there's a team of six or seven people. So you're obviously kind of all-round audio. Um, yeah. What are the other five or six? Uh, we've got two artists, two programmers, and a designer, and then Andy, our MD. Fantastic. So yeah, I mean, I've I've had a little play of Unbox, and I think it's brilliant, especially considering how small a team you guys have got going on there. Oh, we have actually. We've had we've had some some help as well. We've had a couple of testers in, and um, uh, we've had one guy doing all of the matinees. I feel like I'm not giving enough credit. Sorry, the matinees are the, the cutscenes. Oh, wow. Okay, he's cool. Matinee system and number four. So when you say he's been doing the cutscenes, do you mean audio as well as design, or is he actually just rendering them? No, that was, yeah, I had to uh, write music for and uh, <laughs> do all the sound <laughs> cutscenes, which is uh, just about finished now. <laughs> Keeping you busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So h- how close are we to enjoying Unbox in the general public? Uh, very close. Uh, it will be out on the Grabs calendar. 5th of September. Wow, so nearly a week. Yeah. Sorry, hang on. What is it? No, it's less than a week, isn't it? It's five, less than a week. Five days. Please, please don't remind me. Yeah, five days at the time <laughs> of recording. So are you, yeah. uh, you nervous? See what everyone thinks? Yeah, a mixture of really excited and really nervous. Because um, you've just got no idea how, how this stuff's going to be received. Uh, you know, I, hope, I hope people like it. Because, uh, you know, it's our first game. I think you know, the, the, the weight of expectation isn't there. So I, I just really hope people like it. I think it's one of the, it's one of those ones that's been bubbling under the surface, but hasn't really. It's not caught anyone by surprise, but it's not exactly um, 
do you know what I mean? It's not going to be one of those ones where everyone's been kind of hype, yeah. hype, 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 and then it's you've not, got yeah, to live up like to that. Rocket you know? League. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I'm yeah. very much looking forward to it, and I think it's going to be really welcomed. Yeah. I think, yeah, maybe maybe a lack of hype can be a good thing in today's industry. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Some games can be really, really hurt by it, as we've seen in, even in recent weeks. Yeah, you know, some certain recent releases have obviously uh, seen a backlash from the amount of hype that's been driven. Yeah. Okay, so Unbox is out in five days now, not long. And uh, where can Ooh. we get Unbox? Steam. Uh, yeah, I'm Steam fairly sure everyone's fantastic. familiar with it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure people have heard of Steam. You know, it's one <laughs> yeah, of those yeah. things where... <laughs> it's quite a big deal these days. I don't think we need to elaborate that on any, any further. Now, I've got a very dangerous question here because uh, okay. it's probably not entered many people's minds at the moment. But what lies in the future for you after Unbox? I mean, is it just Unbox for now? And then are you, are you staying at Prospect Games? Is Prospect Games just... I certainly hope we can we can make more games in the future. Yeah? Is it, I think <laughs> it's all based on Unbox, I suppose, you know. Yes. If, if you'd like to see us make more games in the future, then maybe, you know, buy 10 copies. Give nine away. <laughs> That'd be a nice thing to do. Like, nine, nine better friends because you wouldn't have sent them a copy of Unbox. Yeah, that, that's generally how it's going to go. You know, we're all... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just curious, you know, I mean, feel free if you can't tell us, but, you know, from your point of view, so Unbox comes out in five days, then what do you do? Then we, well, immediate, the immediate aftermath is um, try and plug it as much as we can, work on a patch, and then it's, uh, it's going to go into prototype mode, which, uh, which is always a lot of fun, prototypes of new games and see, see what happens with the sales of Unbox. We've got, a, we've got a couple of things we're working on that could potentially have legs. Um, we've got a lot of... Um, talented people here who really know how to make games so we're going to just prototype a bunch of ideas throw a lot of stuff at the wall and see what sticks sounds like a plan to me yeah <laughs> awesome matt well it's been great talking to you about unbox we're very excited for the release next week i'm sure we'll give it a cheeky little review as well yeah yeah that'd be great yeah. thanks very much but uh good luck with the release and yeah we'll chat, chat again soon hopefully okay thanks very much sam awesome take care man cheers bye-bye Thanks for taking the time to listen to the Sound 